listening to Real Conversations and the Brightest Marketing Minds with Jonathan Weiner and Chuck Austin. This is Marketing, Marketing Unscripted. Unscripted. Chuck, good to see you in the studio again, my friend. Yeah, good to see you. It's, uh, it's been a wonderful start to 2020. Um, today, I'm really excited to have Sean Kelly on, who's the Executive Creative Director for HMH Agency. I got connected to Sean from Mark, who we had on the show last year. Mark's a great guy, and he's like, you got to talk to Sean. Sean. Sean's the real deal. So, Sean, welcome. Thank you very much. Glad to have you. So, uh, for those out there that don't know who you are and what you do as a creative director, as well as HMH Agency, go ahead and share a little bit about that. Okay. Well, um... Like I said, I'm the executive creative director for HMH Agency. H- HMH is a um, advertising and branding firm with offices here in Charlotte, North Carolina, as well as Portland, Oregon. And um, we are an agency that, you know, again, works in the uh, branding and advertising space, but really have a focus on transportation, financial, health care, um, things like that. So we have a few areas of expertise. Um, one of our Bigger clients is Daimler, so we work with a lot of their clients, Freightliner, Western Star Trucks, but also in the transportation space, Thomas Built Buses, Detroit, or, or Detroit, formerly Detroit Diesel, Meritor, things like that, Warren Automotive. So we, um, my job as the creative director is, you know, I started out with my career as a designer, went to, became an art director, then creative director. So I still work as an active creative director, also art director in a lot of accounts, and I kind of oversee the creative teams, not only here in Charlotte, but also in, in Portland, Oregon. So uh, as a creative director, you know, describe a typical day. I mean, which is different than a designer and art sure. director, but walk us through like your team size, what are you guys doing? You know, how does that work? Okay. Um, well, yeah, it's hard to say, describe a typical day because they're all different, um, which is actually part of the fun part of this job. You know, it, it, does, it does not get boring at all. Um, but what we'll do typically is, let's say we have a, you know, one of our clients is trying to solve a marketing problem, and, you know, it's our job to, you know, figure out what the right strategy is, um, and then I work with a strategist on that, and then we bring it into the creative department to really come up with, you know, the creative, most creative way to solve that problem. Um, one of the things, you know, we try not ever to do is, like, design for design's sake or just be, you know, Creative for creative sake, it really has to have a purpose you know, because our clients come to us to help them figure out how to maybe how to reach one of their target audiences or go into a new market. So we're trying to get attention, but we're also, you know, trying to solve problems. So, and I think that's the, one of the things that uh, is interesting about this is that again, not every, every day is very very different. Um, we will work typically with an art director or a writer team, um, designer as well, and we'll kind of come up with, based on the strategy, come up with ideas and kick them around. Um, sometimes I'm in that room coming up with the concepts. Other times they will work on it and then bring them to me later. As a creative director, you know, it's, it's kind of like, when, actually when you're, when you're doing the work, you're very into it and you're very focused, and sometimes you can't, you know, you have, almost have blinders on. So as a creative director, what I'm trying to do is I've look at everything from a fresh pair of eyes and say, okay, number one, is it on strategy? Is it is it the right brand? Is it on brand? You know, is it trying to solve the the problems in the right way? 
so I kind of have that um, secondary look at, at everything, and, and that's kind of you know, what I do. So when you're working with you know, uh, established clients that you've been working with for a while, they under- now understand your process and, and what to expect when they engage with you. But when you're bringing on a new client, what is the greatest challenge to maybe change? Is it to change their paradigm or is it to really bring them into how y- your agency works? Well, and yeah, that's a great question. All clients are so very, very different. Um, I think some of them are more marketing savvy than others, and <clears throat> some are, you know, used to working with a maybe a traditional agency, digital agency, that sort of thing. But uh, others are not, and that that takes a little bit of work, um, and 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 it and it certainly takes a lot of trust. Um, it takes time to build the trust up, you know, because you know it, we're we're not in this to you know just you know, make a buck and, and move on. We are here for our company, our, our, our partners, our client success, because, and that's really where we get most of our new business is referrals. Um, we're doing a great job for one client and they recommend somebody else. They get, we get a recommendation from another firm. So um, going back to your question, really it's, um, it's all about the people and the relationships right. that you build. And, and that's so important for us early on with a new client to um, get to know them, get to know and understand the pain points that they're going through with their, um, in their, you know, what they're trying to solve um, business-wise. And really it's um, kind of a, a, a way to, just to get to know them better, make them feel more comfortable and right. figure it all out. So how do you all differ in, in maybe I don't, maybe you don't really differ that much, but how, what is the unique, um, what, what makes you all unique over a traditional digital marketing agency that makes your, your agency stand out, do you think? Well, I think, you know, I've had to reflect on that kind of question for a long time. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of firms that say specialize in certain areas. Um, and, and then, you know, once you start specializing, obviously you get a lot of experience in that, that area and yeah, you know, the segments and, and you really understand, you know, your clients' customers and what makes them tick. And that's what we really try to do with all of our clients. So in a way, um, you know, a good agency is, is doing that as well. I really think it comes down to the people that you work with, you know, who, um, because at, that, at the end of the day, that makes all the difference in the world. Right. Um, it's the relationships and, um, you know, it's the creative talent that, you know, brings forth the ideas. I want to uh, segue over to, uh, to your experience with, uh, I think we said documentary video. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, big passion, what we do at 360 Visuals in the studio. We, we shoot commercials, branded content, uh, sponsored content, basic corporate video production. But we, uh, you know, we're at a certain level of production, and you have experience in that. So I'm, I'm interested to find out more about your specific video experience. Okay, great. Well, so, you know, my, prior to this documentary film, my experience was working with production companies like yourself um, on TV commercials, corporate video, video series, that sort of thing, web series, things like that. So as far as doing it myself, I had no experience. And really how it all started, um, my, uh, my father's career army, he was airborne, special forces, and he... You know, I was, and if you if you know my dad, I mean, he was in two tours of Vietnam. He's got the third, fourth, 
fifth highest honors the Army bestows, plus the Purple Heart, you know. Um, and he, he's, he's seen a lot. He's been in three helicopter crashes. It just, he's done a lot. And, but if you meet him, you would never know that. He's, you know, the nicest guy. He would just basically, as soon as he meets you, he's going to try to make you laugh or try to find out what's going on with you and how he can help you. Um, so he's always been one that never talks about himself. And, of course, growing up with him, I, I knew a lot about my father. But, you know, again, he doesn't talk about himself a lot. And it, it took a car trip up to the mountains. He was going to a conference, and he wanted me to drive him up there. He's in his 80s now. And um, the whole way up, he talked about me. So how are you doing? How's your wife? How are your kids? How's the job? Did you think about this? And it was all about me. Well, we went to the conference. A couple of days later, we're heading back. And really, the same questions came up again. And... Uh, I was kind of like, I'm like, Dad, you know, we talked about me the whole way up. Let's talk about you. And I started thinking, well, why don't I ask him about, you know, when you graduated from the Citadel, went into the Army as a second lieutenant, and for 20 years, tell me about what you did and what your rank was. And I thought, you know, okay, this would be great. I mean, I'll know it all, right? You know, of course, because he's my dad. And I found out of that two and a half hours, there was a lot I didn't know. And that was really the impetus of creating a film about him. And I'll take a step back. Actually, the film was really going to be a home movie. I, uh, I started talking to him about the idea. And I had, I'd, I'd got a new camera that shot good video finally over my old camera. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to record him and kind of interview him and just for kind of um, really friends and family, you know, just kind of preserve his memories. And... I asked him about that, and he said, yeah, sure, I'd, I'd be interested in doing that. And I'm like, okay, great. And then later, probably a few weeks later, he called me up, and this was a few years ago. It was um, in the fall, <clears throat> early fall. And he said, hey, why don't you, you know, in June, I'm going down to um, Fort Benning, Georgia, for a 173rd Airborne reunion. Why don't you bring your camera and your equipment, and you can interview the guys that were in my company that were in that battle. And that was there's a specific battle in, in June '66 that he was in that I really wanted to know more about. <clears throat> and I thought, wow, that's that kind of upped the game. And so, really, for the next nine months, I, I really focused on learning everything I could about lighting, about using my camera better, about recording audio, everything like that, and, and editing. So I went down there, and I was I was really gung ho. It's going to be this one man band type thing, and. I've got a really good friend, Joanne Hawk, who's a director, filmmaker, and uh, you know she she was giving me some advice, lent me some equipment, and said, you know, if you, when you get down there, don't do it by yourself. You need to be focusing on you know what they're saying, and and I'm like, okay, okay, and of course I ignored all that great information, uh, uh, advice, I'd rather, and went down there and tried to do it all, and I found out later, actually, when I got back and I was editing, that it would have been helpful if I, I at least had one other person there with me, but. That's kind of how it started. Um, and what really blew me away was the fact that, you know, my dad was telling me all about this, and I recorded him in advance and interviewed him. But I didn't really, I realized that he was, you know, but being my dad, he was kind of trying to protect me. He didn't tell me everything. And these other guys just opened up and just blew me away. Um, and it was just amazing and horrific to find out what they went through. That's amazing um, to have that opportunity and to take that your dad's story and turn it into something, you know, above and beyond just a, yeah. a home video. So kudos to you for that. Um, did you do anything with it, like, uh, other than, uh, you know, show it? 
internally? Like, what'd you do? Yeah, um, so it's it's just finished. It's uh, 73 minutes long, and um, right now it's on the film festival circuit. We um, pr- premiered in the Charlotte Film Festival um, back in September. It's um, we're going to be in the Buford International Film Festival in next month. So six film festivals. It's, it, it's got best doc uh, award three times. So that was kind of wow. cool. And um, yeah, it's, it's, you know what? It's just been an amazing process. Um, you know, one of the top things I think I've ever done in my career for sure. Um, but it's very been very rewarding because it's been such a personal journey for me. Not only finding out more about what my dad went through, understanding him and our, how our relationship has changed, but also meeting seven other veterans that are in this film too and getting to know them. And because these were the brothers my father never really had. And I, I never knew them. I didn't know about them. And, you know, now we will text each other and email and call each other. And it's just, uh, it's been great to find, you know, form relationships with them as well. Yeah. I think it's, I always think it's amazing when someone in your field uh, embraces video to a, a whole other level like that. I'm curious, like what you've learned from that experience being having your first time doing the doc to taking that into your work life now. Do you have a, do you have a different lens now with video that you didn't have a year ago? Is it a little bit different for your clients? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, um, you know, when we, uh, do either create small videos in, in-house or work with larger production companies, I definitely have a very different view on how to interact with them and how to work with them. Um, you know, being a somewhat of a photographer before, I understood focal lengths and things like that, but now I really understand more about why you want a certain focal length in a certain situation, things like that. Um, so it's been, um, it's, been, it's been really eye-opening for me, and it's, very been, uh, it's been very helpful for the agency side as well. So if people want to see this, will this ever stream? Will you, do you think this will ever be available online? Absolutely. We, you know, one of the, the reasons we're doing the film festival circuit is to promote it, you know, generate awareness, but also really trying to find a home for it. Right. Um, so, you know, that, that is the ultimate goal because, you know, when I started this, uh, you know, I, I wasn't about a money. It wasn't about making money at all. And, um, and it still isn't. It's really about telling the stories of, that these, what the, my dad and these guys went through. And, and that, again, like I said, that's been very rewarding to me. But it's important to me for other people to see it, more eyes to see it, because I think understanding what really war is all about and you know, real people 50, over 50 years later, how, what they continue to struggle with because of, of war and of, of conflict, it's just you know, incredibly important. Right, there's a lot of dynamic to it. It's it's like a son trying to under better understand his father, and by doing it, you're you're kind of taking everyone through the journey of his story, but also it's kind of through your lens. Yes, and and through the experiences of, of the other folks that he engaged with, it's really interesting stuff. It's really interesting stuff. I think the next project, uh, Sean, you gotta you gotta get a couple interns and do a behind the scenes for you. Yeah. to talk about the experience that you went through, Korea, you know, right. behind the camera. I think that'll be great content in itself. We tend to do that a lot, actually. I don't know if you, when you went to our website and you saw, like, each portfolio, but we'll do a commercial, we'll do a project, there'll be the finished edit, there'll be a write-up, there'll be the crew, cast, um, and then there'll be, every time, there'll either be behind-the-scenes photos or a behind-the-scenes video from that particular project. And everybody just loves to see that. They yeah. see what's going on, all the gear, how does it work. You see this finished video, you know, and, and you know, 
in your role, but a lot of people don't. What does it take to make that happen? Yeah. There's a lot. So I would totally do that. If you, if you take this and run with it, I think that'll be kind of cool. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there because it was like, you know, when we're entering into film festivals, they're asking for production stills and things like that. And I'm like, gosh, I have a one man band back, you know, doing that. I, I don't really have it except for a few iPhone photos. So it, it was, uh, you know, it, it was interesting too starting this. Is, I was thinking about doing it all myself. And then I kind of realized that, you know what, I, I need a lot of help. Um, <coughs> and and that's, been, that's been fantastic because the collaborated, collaboration part of it is so important. Because I think, you know, individually, you can only take something so far. When you collaborate, you can really, really make it special. Yeah, and, and you probably saw this, too. Like, you're, you're making sure they're in focus and they're lit right and do they sound right. And you're, you're, you're working on the tentacle piece, but then it takes you away from the actual content to say, you know, is this, is this really, you know, do we need to ask this again? Because there's something deeper behind there as, you know, playing director or interviewer yeah. versus, you know. Like, like you said, one man band doing everything. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that was yeah. the biggest yeah. takeaway for sure. Um, you know, um, like I said, my, my friend, Joan Hawk told me, take someone with you cause you really need to focus on what they're saying. And I don't think I really understood what that meant until I started watching the, uh, the footage in the edit and I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know, fortunately we, we got a lot of really good stuff and, um, and it, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been an emotional journey too because I kind of, you know, all the time I I started doing like the rough cuts edit and then I hired an editor because I realized okay I I can't take this, uh, I can only take this so far. Sure. And so John Disher is my editor and he's oh man he's been fantastic. It's been amazing to work with him and learn from him. But uh, you know even on the rough cut I just I mean I couldn't watch it watch the footage without just bawling. Yeah. You know, I bet. Yeah, especially, especially that type of content and that, yeah. and that style. Uh, let's, let's jump back over for a second to HMH for a second. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people listening, um, you know, in the marketing space or in the agency side or business owner, you know, really want to hear from people that are in positions of influence when it comes to the direction of the marketing. And, you know, as an agency working with some fortune 500, you know, you guys are probably handling everything from radio, print, TV, you know, digital. Mm-hmm. Um, but what last year did you see maybe across the board that performed the best when it came to what medium, what specific type of, of ad or marketing did your agency do the most of because it had the biggest impact in 2019? Well, I think that... Um Kind of more of as, as a general statement, obviously video, and you guys know this, huge. Um, it's getting more and more and more important. Um, people are just expecting it um, on a variety of different platforms, you know, from um, you know, all of the social platforms, things like that. So that, that has been, that's been huge. Um, we, other than that, though, we, we really look at our client, and we're very, we're very, at HMH, we're very media agnostic in the sense that uh, we're not going to look at one particular area or um, platform or strategy or tactic, rather, um, over another, because it really, what we're trying to do is reach our clients' customers and where they live and where they breathe and, and, and communicate in a way that they'll understand, you know. So that really, we, we take a very a look on media-wise as, okay, how's the best way to reach them? And not all, all clients, customers are the same. So it's going to take a variety of, of different ways of reaching them. And I think the, the key to, on that is, too, is, is reaching them in multiple touch points. Um, we've had so much more success on integrated campaigns rather than when, when we stuck with one specific um, medium. 
Right. One thing that I love to ask the folks that we talk to, especially from marketing agencies, is where do you, you know, in, in your opinion, based on everything that you are engaging with and working on today, but looking into the future, where do you see things in five years, you know, in the way of media marketing and working in an advertising agency? How are things going to change? Well, you know, that's... That's a great question. Um, there's, there's been so much change with technology when you think about how everything has progressed. Um, I think that, um, you know, online is going to become more and more dynamic. I mean, it, it was actually interesting because, you know, a num- number of years ago, everybody thought Flash was like the big thing. And now it's, you know, it's pretty much dead. Um, but, you know, even, even HTML5 and simple animations and things like that, and they're trying, they're getting the, I'm getting kind of technical, but they're, you know, getting the, the size down where it's, it's easier to, to stream and to stream quickly. But I think the, the technology space is going to open up so many more um, options for us. And, uh, but I think the video animation uh, motion is going to get more and more uh, uh, prevalent. In the well, future, do you think design in general has gone from uh, more complex design down to more simplistic design? Yeah, I think there's always going to be those those uh, trends right. that we see. Um, I think, you know, but but really, it, it kind of depends. I know this isn't a very good answer, but it really depends on what, what's right for the client's customers, right? Um, because uh, you know, we've we've seen in the past sometimes there's just over elaborate. Um, design and, and application and, and you're just kind of not, not reaching them in the, in the way that they want to be reached and right. it's just, it might be too much and it might be needing a more simplistic approach when it comes to design but otherwise you know sometimes more complex more sophisticated it just really depends on the clients customers yeah I just got one last question for you Sean so if 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 you're a business owner in the area because we're, we're in Charlotte mm-hmm. whether you're a small business or medium enterprise or, or a large organization what type of organization should they finally pick up their head and say, okay, it makes sense to call or work with an agency like, like you guys or, or a smaller version? H, obviously, HMH is, is rather large. But when does it make sense for a business to work with a marketing or an ad agency? Well, that's the, um, you know, when you're, you're starting off small, obviously, you're watching your dollars. And, um, you know, you might ask for favors here and there and whatnot or try to do things yourself. Um, but as you're growing and becoming more and more sophisticated marketing-wise, then it's just kind of like when I was talking about in the film. I was trying to do it all myself, and then I quickly realized I, I need some help. You know, I need help in the, you know, the music space, the sound space, editing, just basically, you know, technical um, advice, things like that. So I think as 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 companies grow, um, it, you know, you, maybe it's a, a small design shop that helps them or when they're trying to make, reach larger markets, it might need to go into an advertising agency where you have media specialists that can really help you dial in and, and make your advertising dollars go further because, you know, again, one size doesn't, it doesn't fit all. It's just, you can't just say, okay, I'm just going to go all outdoor or all, you know, business journal or something like that. Sometimes, sometimes those work out well, but sometimes you need a mix, or sometimes it's not the right way to go at all. Great. Well, Sean, thanks so much for coming on today. Really appreciate spending time with you. What's the best way for uh, somebody to contact you? Uh, you can go through our website, hmhagency.com, and um, just look me up. Send me an email. 
Love to talk to you.